0: Welcome to the Arts Podcast. This is Metzire, Pei Gimel. This week's podcast is Yomashoa, the four Rom, and Mala Zimit heroic legacy. Please consider sponsoring this podcast or a Friday morning Zoom share. Sponsorships are 180 US, 200 Canadian with both US and Canadian receipts available. This past Tuesday it was Yom Shoa. This past Sunday, the 25th of Nissen, that's when Buchenwald was liberated. The coming Sunday, the 2nd of Iyar, that's when Bergen-Belsen was liberated. Sunday thereafter, that was the liberation of Sachsenhausen. And the next Sunday, the 16th of the year, that's Dachau. That's when Dachau was liberated. It's appropriate, therefore, to expend effort, time and effort, not just commemorating the losses, not just recalling the liberation, but also the people, the great people who served as points of inspiration during that unimaginable period, and even now, as we live and survive even now. And to do that, let me preface. Let me preface with the Haftorah that we would have been reading this week. The famous Haftorah about the Arba Metzerim, the four lepers, people who had been expelled, dejected from the community, were living, functioning outside the city they weren't allowed in. But the city is under siege, the enemy is attacking. And they ask themselves, they say, we can't go back to the city, we'll die there. And we can't stay here, we'll die here, there's hunger, there's a siege. Let's attack the enemy. We may not survive, but we may. We may not succeed, but we may. We may survive, and perhaps the community will survive with us. And indeed, they attacked, indeed they survived, Indeed it was a Yeshua. And perhaps this concept, this idea, Machne Ma Yezvimpo, sitting here Masnu, we're gonna die. Maybe this inspired Mala Zimitbaum. Mala Zimitbaum was a young girl when she was deported from Antwerp to Auschwitz in 1942. Her parents were murdered right away. She survived that initial selection, and then because she spoke German and Polish and French and Flemish and Yiddish, She was given a job that afforded her not just a chance at survival, but even power. She became an interpreter, she used her languages, and then a lifer. She would travel from different parts of the camp, and she was given freedom within the camp to go from one section to another. And she used that to help so many people. Some she transferred to easier work. Sometimes she acquired food and medicine that she would give to suffering people. She smuggled paper and pencils to people to write letters to relatives and friends and spouses who were in different parts of the camp. She even had access to the lists, sometimes, of those who were consigned to the crematoria, to the gas chambers in the crematoria. And she changed the numbers to save lives. But what she's most remembered for is her escape. She, and Ida Galinsky, actually escaped. He dressed up as an SS guard. She as a prisoner in a work detail. They got a forged pass. She had access to records, and they escaped. Didn't last long. A storekeeper saw that Edik's head was shaven. He realized something was strange. Something was odd. He reported him. He was captured, and then Mala turned herself in. They had promised to stay together no matter, and indeed she turned the stuff in. And she was taken back to Auschwitz. And she and he were tortured in ways that the mind can't begin to comprehend. And then they were taken out to be executed. He in the men's camp, she in the women's, at the same time. But Mala even then was going to stand up. And she was going, wasn't going to let them kill her. She was going to kill herself. Somehow she got hold of a razor blade. She slit her wrists and then took her bloody hand while she was dying and slapped the guard. She was thrown into a wheelbarrow to be carted away to the crematoria, to be thrown in alive. And right before she was thrown in, she yelled out to the prisoners to revolt, and she told them, It's worth risking your lives. Better to die trying, because what you're in, the situation you're in, is impossible. Revolt, and maybe you'll succeed. Her escape didn't succeed. But it might have inspired Rosa Robota, who just a few months later, in 1944, smuggled explosives from the ammunition section of the camp, where she worked, into Birkenau. She gave it to the Sunderkommando, to the people who worked with the dead, who burnt the bodies, and she gave it to them to, to plant bombs and to cause an explosion. And indeed, one section of the crematory were destroyed the objective was to create a campide revolt so that people could run and hide and flee and maybe sun would survive that didn't succeed but it created inspiration just the way malas revolt created inspiration roses did as well and who knows where that inspiration went. It inspired others. It created memories and legacies. And maybe that helped with the resurrection of Jewish life and the reestablishment of Eretz israel And koach, it gave people koach, the ability to believe that we can succeed and we will survive and that we are important and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us and that there's a reason for us to survive. And maybe, maybe, maybe when we sit down to the Suda the Shabbos, a moment of thanks to Mala, to Rosa, to all those who gave so much, maybe not just a commemoration of loss, but a commemoration of bravery and perseverance and religiosity and the maintenance of humanity and of hope and belief in the face of the unimaginable. Maybe, just maybe, not just a commemoration of loss, but a commemoration of thanks. Good Shabbos and looking forward to connecting again next week.